Peace, listeners. This is Eru the Any Star. I want to wish everyone a belated happy holidays. I'm sorry I was MIA for the last week. And, you know, I've just, it's the holidays, man. I can't, it's not really no excuse for it. You know, family's priority, you know, is, I, is, I could barely sit down and, and relax my nerves, right? you know, let alone sit down and make a whole podcast, you know. So I'm probably two podcasts in the whole, so I, got, I owe you one. I owe you two, actually. But it's 2019, one day is in a hole right now, and we just got to get it going, man. Die in this podcast, let's go. Now, I really wanted to get into some, like, recaps for from the podcast. I did 11 episodes, almost did 12, and I probably should have did 13 by now, but I got 11 um episodes in a hole that I still want everyone to check out. The first one was a pilot. It was a little messy with the first one, but then I got... 10 other ones that bang, 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 bang. I talked about a lot of stuff. You know, if you haven't checked it out yet, man, please scroll back. Look at some of the other ones and just see the progression. Just see how, you know, the, the confidence that I have and just everything. Just whatever, man. Just just go check it out. I, I spoke on a lot of stuff. Everyone seems to like that Mellow episode. But, you know, before we get into that, you know, it's 2019. We, we kind of need to clean up what's going on here. Uh, the big drama right now is Ennis Cantor. You know, the, the, the New York papers are always trying to throw some kind of drama out there. And you know what? In, in reflection, I kind of thank them because it gives me something else to talk about. So, I mean, they, they brought it up, and he's cancer. And, and his cancer is not, uh, is, is not happy with his minutes, man. So, like, the, they playing it up. They keep asking him about it. You know, so now it's becoming like, like a drama. They got to ask the coach, what you know, what's his problem, you know, and all this other stuff. But, I mean, before you get in, even think about on any of that stuff, um, the Knicks are not trying to win this year. The Knicks are not trying to win this year. As soon as Chris Stapps tore his ACL, we all knew that this season was in the trash. You know what I'm saying? We're already talking about Chris Stapps not even playing this year. You know, so it's nothing. We're not playing for nothing right now. You know, in the beginning of the year, you, you toy around with lineups to see if you if um if you got a chance to win. But is it is it um does it make sense for the Knicks to try to win games and um kill their lottery um you know chances? Because I mean. If if um you know there's there's a lineup that everyone keeps talking about. I believe it was Mitch, Vonley. Let, let me let me um let me find the um the data on this. It's uh Mitch Vonley, Dotson, Tim, and Frank. Now that was the starting lineup that supposedly we were doing well in, and uh, Fisdale broke it up. You know and like oh man why would he do that? They was doing so well. Yeah, but if they were doing so well, we probably would have squeezed out a couple of wins maybe. If if that's what you're what you're trying to say, you would have squeezed out a couple of wins. Would that have satisfied you? If the Knicks got a couple more wins, because right now we're on the verge of being the worst team in the NBA. I mean, there's a lot of pride in that because everyone knows. Excuse me, I got a, I got a guest host here in the studio, but I mean, we everybody knows that Zion is the prize. So let me get this straight: we want to win games, just so you know, it's just to develop the players, just to give them some confidence, and just to, for us so we can have something to cheer. For. Like, or are you? Are you trying to get Zion? We need to be in the top three. The top three, they get the the same percentage shot at the at the top pick, you know. So so we need to get in. The, we need to stay in the, in the bottom three. There's nothing else to say about that, you know. Like like if the Knicks were winning, then it would be another narrative. Like oh man, Knicks can't even tank right. All right, so this year the Knicks are tanking right, and there's still a problem. So it's like you just. I, I guess I guess it's like. If you, if you look on the Knicks web, um, you know both actually both platforms, Twitter and Instagram, the Knicks have about two million followers. So roughly, you got two million people that are that really enjoy the Knicks. 
they really want to follow the Knicks or whatever. So you got two million opinions, you know what I'm saying? So I guess half the half of everybody, so a million people, might say, nah, fuck that. I want the Knicks to win. I'm tired of the Knicks losing. The other half is like, yo, man, what the hell are you worried about? it? We're going to be about to get a top draft pick. What's the matter with you? Zion is coming. So you got two different, um, um, you know, major perspectives, and then you got the other guys that are just like, you know, just lunatics on that on that end of the spectrum. Well, you know, back to Cantor. You know, like I don't understand Cantor's pissed off. You know, he wants to play. You know, he probably should play. The guy every time you every time you give him like like um steady starters type minutes, the guy he freaking um like drops a double double and like not just like a, a, like a little little double double. He drops a beefy double double, like fifteen fifteen. You know, close to 20 a game, 20 points a game, with like 15 rebounds, easy. You know, his defense is horrible, man. You know, you, that's just that's just his thing. His defense is terrible. But the guy could put up 20 and 15 every single night, no problem. So it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want him? Do you want to worry about defense, or are you gonna play the guy? But the thing is, like, if the Knicks were winning, if we if we were winning and we had other guys that that could um, you know, clean up his his defensive um you know, problems, then it wouldn't be such a bad de- idea to throw um, uh, Ennis Cantor out there for like 35 minutes a game, you know? But, I mean, we're, we're not in that space, so, you know, we we really need to play the big guys. Like, like we got we was playing uh, Miss Robinson. He got benched on Miss Robinson. He didn't like that. I mean, you know, you don't play defense, you know what I'm saying? So you put Miss Robinson to start the game to keep the defense honest, and then you put Ennis Cantor in there, you know, so he can kill the second unit. That's That's a great strategy. But I mean, as time goes on, Mitch got hurt, and then now you got Cornet. Cornet has to start. You can't. I mean, you gotta put on the Cornet out there to see what he can do. And then Cornet is showing what he can do. He's like he got the three point line going. He's a different look. You know what I'm saying? So you you need to have that in your in your um in your playbook. So when things do start getting well, you can say, okay, well, I know I could put Cornet in here because he can do this and he can do that. Everybody knows what what um Ennis can do. There's no need to put him out there to see what he can do. You get what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a different it's a different thing. But Ennis Ennis doesn't I I know Ennis understands it, but he, he has a pri- he's prideful and he's he's in the prime of his career, so he wants to play. So you can't really knock him for it. So my thing is, and I've mentioned this on the um on previous podcasts, please go check those out. Um maybe we should trade um Ennis. Now the thing the thing about it, like if you want to trade Ennis, that, that means that we're gonna like like forget about cap space for next year. Now that's all fine and dandy if we pick up a player that we can actually use, you know, like a player that that's um that's actually gonna do something for us, you know. But do we really want to do that? Because it's gonna mess up the um the draft um thing towards the end of the end of the season. Anyway, so we could just wave Ennis. Everybody's like, wave Ennis? How could you wave Ennis? We gotta get something for him. Like we're not in a bodega, you know what I'm saying? We're not we're not at the at the casino. You know, this is, this is not like, like, we're not gambling. You know, this is like human beings and this is like salary cap. So you got to think of it as a business standpoint. From from a business standpoint, does it make sense to to um to trade um Ennis Cantor? No, it does not because you have to trade 17, 18 million dollars to another team and they got to give you back the same um thing unless that team is under the cap. So, I mean, you can find a team that's under the cap, but most teams that are under the cap are not top teams. Most of the top teams are over the cap. You know what I'm saying? So scratch that idea. So I mean, also who's who's gonna give us draft picks? You know, like like a number one draft pick for Ennis Canty. Like I said, he makes seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year. You still have to match the money, at least like at least like if it's not seventeen, eighteen, you at least have to get close to it, sixteen mil, and then then you drop the um the the draft picks on there. 
you know, I, I'm not even sure if the jackpits actually have a, a cash value, but you know, there's man loopholes in the NBA um, cap situation. So, but I mean, like you have to still trade salary. So if we trade and it's canter to get draft picks, we got to take back salary, and we're definitely gonna take back bad contracts. That's the whole. That's the whole point. That, why would the team give us draft picks just to get a player that's gonna be a free agent next year? You know, just for 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 cap space, they're gonna give up a number one pick for a cap space. Doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? And if it's and if it's um cap space, we're trying to get cap space. So why are we trading Ennis to take back another team's trash just to get a, a draft pick? I mean, this is business. You got I mean, you got to think realistically here. Now, the, like I said, the only option, you know, like like um, the only real option for us is to waive Ennis. Just waive him. Like it's no skin off our backs. We're not trying to win. You know what I'm saying? If we waive and this is all good because we're gonna we have to um we have to renounce his rights in the summertime in order to get our cap space. So and this is not in the, in the plans to begin with, you know. Unless we keep him keep him you know and have the cap hold on the, on the cap. But if we try if we if we are like trying to say yo, um, Durant, we want you to come here for for two years or whatever or whoever we we're looking at, we can't give them the bag unless we renounce um Ennis. You know what I'm saying? Because he has a high cap hold. So, with that being said, we have to waive Ennis. Now, waiving Ennis, what does that do for us? It gives Cornette the starting um, lineup, starting um, spot with, like, no problem. You know, with, with like, no, no beef or whatever. Then we got Vonley to, block, to back him up or whatever. And then we hopefully we'll get Mitch Robinson back. So, if, if we got Cornette and Mitch Robinson, we're good for the rest of the year. We don't have to worry about the, the center spot. And then we still got um Hicks in the in the D League and a couple other guys in the D League that we could call up to take a look at also. That gives us that option. But we can't do that if we have Ennis on the team. And we're not gonna bench Ennis because that's fucked up. You know, we can't just do that. You know what I'm saying? So those are our options, man. Like 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 losing Ennis, you know, oh I know everybody loves like, oh, he's a heart and soul of the team. We never had a guy that wanted to be here. Like man, you just gotta really chill out about that's like that's like really emo, emotional man. You being too emotional about a player, you know what I'm saying? You know, does he play defense or what? What do you want? You know what I'm saying? Because you can't have it all, and um, that's what it seems like Knicks fans just want. They just want it all spoiled, almost like Yankee fans. Yankee fans could get it all because of the way baseball is set up, but basketball is not like baseball, man. We can't have it all. We can't get a top pick and sign everybody on on the market. You know, all at the same time. You just can't do that. That's not how the NBA works. Well, so here's, here's the bottom line. We just wave Ennis, say goodbye to him. He'll clear waivers. Somebody will pick him up. Most likely, they'll get 10 there. He'll be happy, and then we'll be happy, too. We have our young guys. You know, you know, we'll be showcasing our young guys. And then we already just know that we'll have $17, 18000000 million swooped off the cap as soon as the season ends. We don't have to worry about anything, you know? So, that I mean, it's a bright spot for everybody, and that's something that everyone should really be thinking about. You know, all the other stuff, like I explained, is like all bullshit. Now, I kind of wanted to transition here, but I can't really do it because you got, you know, this conversation about Ennis Cantor and his contract situation. So you got to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is having a career year. We all know this, whatever. Some people may like him. Some people may not like him. You know what I'm saying? They wish they never signed him. They thought he made too much money. But in reality, now that he's playing the way he is, he's actually underpaid. You know, so that's like a whole nother conversation. But... What, I, what I'm trying to say is that, like, like um, the Knicks need to trade him as well because we want to get cap space, blah, blah, blah. You, you need to have the bag. You need to secure the bag just in case something happens. And if we, if we can't, if we don't sign Durant, then it's no big deal because then we'll just hold on to the bag. Just in case when, when something else pops off, we'll be able to snatch it up or whatever. But 
Anyway, Tim Hardaway Jr. needs to go. Not because he's playing bad or whatever, because he's being wasted. He's being wasted right now, playing his best basketball that he's been playing in his career. And it, like I say, he's just being wasted. Plus, we got Dotson and we got Treyer. We got Treyer and Dotson behind Tim Hardaway Jr., so we'll be good. Just like if Ennis is gone, we have Cornette and Mitchell Robinson. You know, there's no sweat off our backs. We can have those guys. And then, like I said, with um the D-League, the G-League, actually, I'm sorry, guys, you can call up other guys. You got that guy, John um, Jenkins. He's been uh, like a journeyman or whatever. He's still in his 20s, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, call him up and see, and see if, if he's ready to stick to the uh, to the league right now. He's like a like a lights-out shooter. Definitely could use that. So, I'd, ra- I'd rather, you know, trade Tim Hardaway Jr., let him, you know, progress on another team, you know, during his prime years, and call up Jenkins and see if he can make the team and whatever. Or call up whoever. There's a plenty of guards in, the, in our G League that's pretty good. You know, that needs to be called up. Young guys or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is like an option for, for us, whatever. Now, with Tim Hardaway Jr., it's not going to be so easy about, like, um, just, like, waving him. We're not going to just wave Tim Hardaway Jr. because he can't do that. He has too many years on his contract. So if you wave him, those that money still counts against our cap. So what we, what we w- could do is trade him for an expiring contract. Now, who's going to trade for Tim Hardaway Jr. in a spiring contract? Well, a team that they might be further along than the Knicks that just trying to, that are uh, that are like borderline about to make the playoffs, don't really care about the draft, and would like to get that extra player to add to the mix, whatever. Now, the the perfect team that we mentioned before is Dallas. Dallas has um, this dude um, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews is a good player in his own right, but he's been hurt, Achilles injuries, and all this other nonsense. But most importantly, he is an expiring contract, and nobody wants to go to Dallas. The only person that wants to go to Dallas is DeAndre Jordan. This, that's facts right there. So, you know, it would it would help Dallas to get like a, like a player like this. So Tim Hardaway Jr., like I said, he's he's in his prime right now. He's twenty six years old, soon to be twenty seven, but he's twenty six years old, averaging twenty something points a game, playing well. Put him on Dallas. Put him on Dallas next to Luca. You know, put him on Dallas next to Luca and those guys that they have over there. All of a sudden now, they got better because they don't have a true shooting guard per se. They do have Wesley Matthews, but Wesley Matthews is not Tim Hardaway Jr. And you got to face facts that Tim Hardaway Jr. is better than, than the guy. Tim Hardaway Jr. is borderline all-star this year. If he was on a good team playing the way he is, he would be an all-star. So put Tim Hardaway Jr. on Dallas, and that's a match right there. I think Tim Hardaway Jr.'s personality would match better over there. You got um, that that owner over there, and you know he he's like you know he's more like a carefree kind of guy, you know. So I think I think that would um, be beneficial for Tim Hardaway Jr.'s career. The best thing of it, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Wesley Matthews, their their contracts are equal, so it's bang bang. You don't have to add nothing to that. Now, if you want to be funny, you can um, trade uh, Frank um, for um, Dennis Smith Jr. Now I know everybody's like, oh, get the fuck out of here, like yeah. But I mean, check it out, man. Look how we play. How do we play? We um, Fisdale wants to play an aggressive style of basketball. He wants to attack. He wants to push the ball. But um, bottom line, he wants to be aggressive. Frank, we've been trying to make Frank aggressive forever, man. He needs like shock treatment, or somebody needs to just drop him off in the middle of like East New York or middle of Brownsville in the summertime, and just drive away from him and tell him to find his way home. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, I don't. I still There's no other way for him to 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 get that get that out of his system, man. Like, but if he goes to Dallas, Dallas another one. He'll he'll be able to to blend in over there better. Their team is better. They have uh, more established veterans over there. Like I said, they got Luca. Luca's the fucking star over there. 
And then, then you got you you'll have Tim Hardaway Jr. over there too. They have other established things. They they've been winning, and then you know he could sit back and just blend into the whole Dallas thing. Because for some reason, Texas is a great place for um, people that are not from the United States to go play basketball. So it's a proof of fact. All um all the teams over there have done, all done the same thing. So I think Frank will be better off in Dallas, and then he'll reach his potential. And I think Dennis Smith Jr. He just wants to be unleashed. And then having a guy, a kid like um, Fisdale buzzing in his ear, you know, that's that's like a match made in heaven. So I think Dennis Smith Jr. could come over here and he could just do his thing. And then we'll have him. And then, you know, people don't like Moody Eye. If you don't like Moody Eye, wait till you see um, Dennis Smith Jr. You know, the, I mean, that, that kid could jump out the gym. He's passing the ball. He's doing everything. But he just needs that buzz in the ear. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't need that that veteran coach like that, that Dallas has. He doesn't need... That that type of atmosphere. He needs that 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 um college college type of coach, the young dude that's gonna buzz in his ear and be that be that um support system that Fisdale is. Fisdale's trying his best with Frank. It's not working. It doesn't work with all people. Frank is not from the United States. He's he's gonna need a, a different way of uh, of motivation. But I think um, Dennis Smith Jr. would be great here. So that's something to think about as well. Now, of course, you got Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee needs to go. That's another guy that's going to be like a, a salary dump kind of kind of thing. Like you trade Courtney Lee to a contender. Maybe they have like some bullshit players they can put together just to get them. And just and then we'll, once we get those players, we'll just wave them. Unless they're young and we want to take a look at them. But more than likely, we're going to, be going to wave whoever we trade, you know, Courtney Lee for. We can't expect a draft pick. Everybody, oh, we need to get a first round draft pick, motherfucker. How are we going to get a first round draft pick for Courtney Lee? Do you know how old that dude is? Like whoever gets us, if anybody gets us a first round draft pick for Courtney Lee, is just like is just like a the dumbest dumbest play person in the, in the NBA. Because it was vice versa. Would you give a first round draft pick for Courtney Lee? I mean seriously, you know what I'm saying? The dude, the dude is he's a good player. You know the numbers, you know shooting numbers and all this and whatever. But the, you know the guy, the guy can't do nothing unless the rest of the team is better, way better than him. Then he adds he um adds to the team. So going to a contender, it would help. But I mean. Come on, you're pushing your luck if, if, if you're going to like be at the table. But like, nah, man, I ain't giving Courtney Lee up unless you motherfuckers give me a first round draft pick. Like, if, you, if you're thinking that way, then we'll never trade him. You know what I'm saying? Then we're just going to keep him again for an extra season. So, I mean, we just need to pump and dump um, Courtney Lee. No disrespect to him. You know, I, I was talking down on his, on his talent. But like, like I said, the guy could could um, make a contender better. You know, he's a, like a spot-up shooter. You hit him in the corner. Or whatever, you know, leave him open. He's gonna knock down a jump shot as an asset to have for a winning team. So, you know, the Knicks need to just expedite that too. Whoever wants him, just trade him. And whoever the Knicks get back for him, just wave him. Cause he only makes twelve million a year. So give us an expiring deal. We'll take the expiring deal. We'll wave that person. And then whoever else you give us, we'll just keep on the roster, play them, whatever, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? As long as we get the majority of that twelve million dollars off the cap, then we'll be good. Last and finally, we got Tim. Oh, I mean. Lance Thomas, I did that on purpose this time, but yo, Lance Thomas, his money needs to go too. I'm, I'm just the tiredest of looking at the dude. I mean, like the guy, the guy is obviously awesome. You know what I'm saying? He has like a great hairline. His haircut this year is working for him. You know what I'm saying? He's in great shape. The ladies love him. You know, I would love to hang out with the dude. He seems like a cool guy. He's from Brooklyn too. I'm not sure what part of Brooklyn too. So if I ever meet the guy, that's the first thing I'm gonna ask him. Is like, yo, what part of Brooklyn are you from? Like, where's your family from? Anyway. You know, Lance Thomas, he needs to go. That's the same thing. Whoever wants him, 
give us a player that that um that's gonna expire and then let, let's just let's just um expedite this process already because whatever you whatever you think that Lance is gonna give you to as far as a leadership standpoint, um uh, you know it's not it doesn't make any sense because Lance can't play basketball. You know what I'm saying? He cannot play basketball for us. You know, in in this youth movement, you know, he's not going to play at all. He's not even going to get on the court. You know what I'm saying? Even if he does get on the court, he doesn't produce enough to make him stay on the court. You know, so it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's just like a, like a oxymoron, if you want to say. I don't know. I'm just at a loss for words with that, with that dude. And then we just need to just get rid of him. Like he would, he would do well with the, with the team that's winning already, you know, cause he can get in the, in the, um, in the huddle and he could say some shit and people are going to be like, all right, cool. I got you, Lance. Yeah, I peeped that. That was good. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 would add to a winning team, but uh, a losing team. I mean, you know, what do we have this coaching staff for? We have like all these guys in the coaching staff. We have um, uh, Fizda. You know, I, I can't get the names right right now, but Fizda has a, has a has a decent coaching staff that all are like mentor type of guys. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we just go to one of those guys. I mean, for Christ's sake, we got all of these legends. Uh, like we we've seen um, Bernard King hanging out with Kevin Knox. That's fantastic. You know what I'm saying? And then like this, we have so many other like alumni players that could just jump in and just talk to the, these guys. So we don't need Lance Thomas to do none of that shit. It doesn't make no sense, man. And, it, and this is in New York too. Like if if um if if um like any any of these players want any knowledge, all you gotta do is, is find uh like a diehard fan and just sit down and have a conversation with them. Have a conversation with a, with an older person. Yo, you like basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just have a conversation with the dude. And then you'll get you'll get your motiva- any type of motivation that Lance Thomas is going to give you. I mean, like his claim to fame, and he, I'm quite sure that's the first thing he he would say is that he's like a national champion champion with Duke. You know, so that's his claim to fame. That's really his only claim to fame. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, like, you know, no disrespect to to Lance. Like I said, I would love to meet the dude. Seems like a cool guy, but I mean. You know his his um what he brings to the team is not going to help us, but it definitely will help a contender. So that, we need to expedite expedite that as soon as possible, man. He should not be on the team like after the trade deadline. Word up. Once again, it is 2019. May all acquaintance be forgot, like the song says. How that applies to the Knicks, if you have a, f- a friend of yours, family, colleague, whatever you want to say, and they're like, sometime a Knicks fan is like, yeah, I used to be a Knicks fan back when um this happened, or I stopped being a Knicks fan when this happened, or like, you a fan of the Knicks, Knicks suck, blah, blah, if they're those type of guys, you know, that like, and you know them for sure, that as soon as the Knicks start winning again, they're going to be on this shit, yo, it's too late, 2019 is here, there's no room on the bandwagon. Bag of wagon is done. No tickets to be sold. Done with that. Because yo, 2019, we basically in a countdown to the end of the season. We're talking about uh April, end of the end of the year. We're talking about well well fast forward. I mean rewind that shit. Talk about the trade deadline. Trade deadline's coming. We got the end of the year, April, then we got uh, the playoffs, then we got the draft, and then free agency. There is no place. For bandwagon fans, and in, in, when it comes to the Knicks right now, like little kids, you know what I'm saying? Little kids are excluded. You know, I won't. You know, depends. It, I, well, it's that's a situational type of thing. But if you're a little kid, and like you, you never known the Knicks to win, you know that that's one thing. Maybe maybe you know once the Knicks get themselves together, which I believe they will, get themselves together, you know they'll they'll be able to say to jump on and like follow the team in that way. But anyway, 
like there's no room in 2019 for any bandwagon fans. That's done. Now I would like to recap my, my podcast, but something came across me today. I was hanging out with Joff from the Lower, which I got to get him on the podcast, which we we um pretty soon. Hopefully the next few episodes I'll be able to get him up on here. But um I was actually uh, speaking to his son, and um his son mentioned that he loves Anthony Davis, that he wished that Anthony Davis would um would um sign with the Knicks. Now yo, it's all about securing the bag. The Knicks are gonna have enough money to sign Anthony Davis if they needed to. Free agency, you know, we'll be able to pluck him out the sky if he wanted to come to the Knicks. Now, here's something else to think about: the Knicks um could could sign could sign him, and we still have the young players in the stash to package them up to trade for another guy. Like, why the fuck not? Like, like um, you know, I know we got Knox, we like Knox, we keep Knox, okay, cool. But you know, we got Frank, we got Mitchell Robinson. We got Treyer, we got all these guys, and we got Tim Hardaway Jr. Yo, package um package some of these um guys up and um ship them off and get us another star. This happened. Stranger things has happened. Just recently, Philly just got Jimmy Butler. How the hell did that happen? Did you see who they traded to get um Jimmy Butler? Was it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Was it on uh, like 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 if you look at it, Philly stole Jimmy Butler. That's straight up right there. Talk your shit if you want, but quiet is kept. You know, that's happened plenty of times in the NBA. More famously, that happened in Boston when uh, Boston uh, traded for KG and Ray Allen. How the hell did they do that? And Boston was a was a garbage team before they came on um, before they came aboard. It's not like Boston was winning and in the playoffs every year. Yeah, they had their little they little run at one point. You know, when they had um, Antoine Walker, whatever they was doing their thing a little bit. But this is like this is over. You know, Antoine Walker wasn't on the team anymore, and it was just Paul Pierce, and Paul Pierce was almost traded. Let's let's keep it real. Paul Pierce was almost traded. So anyway, it goes from from that scenario, losing season, to uh, oh snap, we got the we got enough assets to get KG. Oh snap, we got enough assets to get Ray Allen too in the same year. Oh wow, and then we keep our draft pick, and we got um Rondo. Yo, perfect perfect storm. The Knicks are like basically in the same thing because we're about to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. We're about to get a top pick, you know, and then we already got like a, a bunch of um young guys in the stash. We could we could possibly do the same. We could sign somebody straight up, and then we could package some of the youth, um, mix them with some of the um veterans that we have, then be Tim Hardaway Jr. Or even if we keep like um Courtney Lee or something like that, you um package these guys up and um sprinkle some young players on there, maybe a future pick, and then you go all in. Bam! Who could be available? You never know. You never know. You never know who could just pop up and be like, yo, I'm out of here. I don't want to be on this team anymore. You never know. It could be anybody. Use your imagination. I was going to drop a name a name for somebody. But, yo, sit sit on that yourself and figure and, um, and just um, figure that out. Comb through the league and see who could possibly pluck and be available. Now, without further ado, let's just talk about this podcast. Let's do like a little recap of, of the year so far. The first podcast was a pilot. It's basically my first podcast, but I called it a pilot because, you know, it was a lot of mistakes, man. A lot of audio mistakes, a lot of verbal mistakes, a lot of stuttering, a lot of whatever, you know. So I just kept it the way the way it is because I want everyone to see the progress, the progress of the podcast. You know, I went I went on to talk about a lot of stuff, so much stuff that you know I, I care not to 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 you know give a play by play because that's that's really for for um, for you guys. Please go back. And check them out. Check out my um what what I was doing in these podcasts. So that that um that um podcast it was it was um it was called the brand new to all the crew, and I, and I gave you fifty seven minutes of straight spitting. 
And the only reason why that I stopped is because I'm looking at the thing and it said I was about to hit a, hit a, um, an hour. So it's like, damn, man, I said I was talking for an hour. I couldn't believe it because well, I really was nervous, right? You know, like just out of nerves, I was just saying a whole bunch of stuff. And I could have, I literally could have kept going, but I just, I just cut myself off on that particular episode. So, you know, I really don't think that I'll, I'll get, I'll hit that, that much. Again, I'm, I'm going to try to keep these podcasts 30 to 45 minutes, you know, just, you know, not to, not to, um, to bore you with a whole bunch of Jabba, but just enough to get you on your, on your commute, 30 minute commute, 45 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Listen, to, you know, you can listen to me, um, shoot the shit about the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, that was the pilot, you know, I thank everybody for checking that one out. And then the next one was Drop a Gem on him. Drop a Gem on him was just me. Like I mean, I had a point to make, and I was just spitting off that, you know, a little, little, um, little knowledge or whatever, just kind of just going off, off the hip with that a little. So that was really like a transition episode because I really wanted to hit you with the mellow episode. Like the mellow episode, I felt like I was starting to like find my voice or whatever. So I knew what I wanted to say, and I just went hard and just talked about it. I started mellow. I broke down mellow from the beginning of his career all the way to the Knicks era and then what's going on after and what could possibly go on in the future with Melo. And, you know, I broke down all his problems or whatever. So please check that one out too, because maybe, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, you know? And then like to this date, that podcast is probably the, it, well, not probably, it is the most listened to podcast that I've made so far. You know, maybe it's because of Melo, you know, people don't want to hear what I had to say about Melo or whatever it is, you know, but people, people really listen to that one. I want to say like double of what, you know, what I was, what I've been getting with the other podcast. So, you know, please go check that out if you haven't heard it. If you haven't heard it, go check it out, and then um, hit me back with some feedback and tell me what you think, because um, it still applies because nothing, nothing really changed that um, with that particular situation. Well, the next podcast was Alonzo Triad. So that was so just um, you know, kind of just going out from the past and how it led up to Alonzo Triad and and how we deserve him. We totally deserve him because um. Well, the, the the good and whatever, and all the all the good stuff that's been happening lately, that like tribe was basically the baby that came from the from that situation. So also check that one out too, because you know I kind of I kind of actually kind of like that episode. So you know, please check it out if you, if you if you can get a chance. Or so if you heard it before, go back and check it out again and tell and, and tell me what you think. Anyway, the the next episode after the trier was uh the show went up. No, I'm excuse me, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. Was uh, the thankful episode? That was like right after Thanksgiving. The thankful episode. I basically was just like running down something we should be thankful for and things that I'm thankful for and this whatever just I got I think I got a little personal on that one. And I just I just want, I just want everyone to refocus and just like stop to complain, stop the the you know, all the just, just the negative stuff and just like really get a chance to enjoy the team again. You know, because we need to do that and you know what better way to to segue into that by by using um Thanksgiving to um to drop that one particular podcast. The next episode had to do with uh whole team. Mr. Dotson, whole team, and I added Fizz to it. So I was talking about the relationship between Dotson and Fizzdale and how it pertains to the team and things like that, that nature. So I thought I thought that was pretty good because it, well, at the time, you know, Dotson had just um, came out of the doghouse and he was playing well. And it just get, tips I had to um, Fizzdale's coaching style. Like whatever he's doing is actually he's actually doing a good job as far as um, you know bringing out the best out of these players. And you know, I also touched on that on a prior episode as well. You know, that um, Fisdale's coaching style is that it might actually be working. It might be unorthodox. People want to see a steady lineup, but you know, we have young guys. We gotta we have to get everybody some burn. There's probably a lot of teaching going on. This is not like um, like everyone seems to think that they know what's going on, but I mean, you don't know what's going on. 
You don't know what these guys are saying behind closed doors. You don't know what Fisdale is doing. I mean, Fisdale flew to freaking um, Latvia to go hang out with um, Chris Stapps. You know what I'm saying? So some real shit is going on, man. So you just got to take these guys for what they for what their word is, that development is happening, and then just go, just go for it. Because the only one that's really improving, the only one that's not really improving from all of this is um Frank, <clears throat> excuse me, Frank Nilakina. And, you know, I know you guys are tired of hearing me talk about him, but can't really help it, man. He's like, to me... Frank is the biggest story of the of the whole of the whole season, the way the way he's playing. You know what I'm saying? So I segue into that to the show improver episode. That was the um the uh, follow up to that one, and I, I just was like, yo, if you, if you're gonna talk about it, you gotta be about it. You can't, you know. I I, th- I believe I talked about um Frank in this episode. Like, you want you want to play in the NBA, you gotta you gotta prove it, man. You got you gotta bring it every night. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Knicks fan, you gotta prove it. You gotta wear the stuff. You gotta you gotta just do it. That that was that was the theme of that episode. So um, just check that one. I, I kind of like. I think that was one of my one of my more favorite episodes as well. Now that segues into my my um my first co-host um episode with um Jonathan Aloha, and um that was the revenge episode. The revenge episode. I planned I planned on talking about a certain thing, and then we did touch on touch on like a couple like revenge things. I, I kind of tied certain things into it, but I had him as a, as a guest, Mr. Ja. And we kind of just, you know, went on a tangent. He got to do his thing, and we cracked a lot of jokes. We had a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? He he got he got um he was the first one that I ever had in the studio, which is great. You know what I'm saying? We had a good time. So that that um particular podcast, I, you know, I, I would like to do. I would like to keep that same energy, or whatever. But it's kind of hard to do it when you're doing it by yourself. You feed off the energy of your of your your co-host. You know what I'm saying? So I hope to have more co-hosts as we go along, and definitely, Job will definitely be back for the fun of that episode. Hopefully, pretty soon, man. Now the crying episode. I kind of like the crying episode. I think the crying is kept. I think the crying episode might actually be my favorite episode because I, I would I was just talking about all the crybaby fans and just all the stuff that people just say and whatever, especially like celebrities and all this other stuff. Like, yo, stop freaking crying about it, and um and just enjoy the team, man. There's so many. It's like so much good things going on with the team. That we don't need to hear people crying about every damn thing. Especially celebrities or whatever. You know, and then also just like popping shit. Like you gotta stop all that shit talking because not you know, not everybody is, is like uh, made of steel, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta humble yourself. You don't have to always be, you know, gangster twenty four seven. You can't be gang banging on bacon, like um Cat Williams would say. Next we have the Back to the Future episode. Yeah. I tied the past with the future. And just things that we used to do and things that we are going to do and things that, you know, are, are just written to happen. You know what I'm saying? You just have to just, just believe it, man. You don't need to get in, the, in a DeLorean. You don't need to find a mad scientist. You don't need to have electricity strike in the middle of, of a clock tower and all this other gar- garbage. You know what I'm saying? You don't, gotta, you don't need to go to the wild, wild west to figure things out. Yo, I'm telling you, man, just, just stick with it and the story is going to play out and you got everyone's going to be happy, man. And that leads me to mathematics. Mathematics was the last podcast that I did for the year. And mathematics, I tried to tie little numbers to play along with what's going on currently with the Knicks as far as the starting lineup and just how things is going to make sense as time goes on. Anyway, so that was like that was like a long-winded um, recap of um, a podcast that I did last year. Like I, I started at um, the end of October, October 28th, and I basically did like one podcast two podcasts a week like you know i'm gonna touch on it like when i when i finish up but you know maybe two podcasts a week you know you know possibly one 
let's just see how it goes, man. I'm gonna gonna call it like I see it. Hey guys, I'd like to apologize for any audio distortion you might have heard in the last segment. Sometimes I can't be avoided, but I, you know, I couldn't really delete the whole segment because it was I was kind of going good. So anyway, carry on. Well, let's get into this Instagram page. My Instagram handle is Diehard Podcast. Instagram is basically my primary source of entertainment. I don't really do anything else. I don't really watch TV. Sometimes my wife might throw a TV show on. I, I might get involved in that. And I'll watch like I'll binge watch episodes with her, but only if she puts it on. I would never grab the remote and just throw on a TV show. Even ESPN and watching the news and that type of thing. I, I don't. I don't need to get no information from any news outlet as far as sports is concerned. You know because I watch a lot of sports myself. Mainly basketball. I love the Knicks. I'm just a Knicks fan. I'm, I'm I'm mostly watching the Knicks. So I know everything that's going on with the Knicks. So I don't need no um, ESPN guy to give me their opinion. And most of their opinions are mostly negative anyway. So I don't really need to see that. So anyway, Instagram. Instagram, just like everybody else, I, I you know I tend to repost a lot of things that other people are reposting. But what the key is that I, I'm not just reposting everything that the Knicks are posting. Because I see a lot of people doing that. They just repost the same stuff that um, the Knicks are posting you know, left and right. You know, like I said, I, I do do that to a, to an extent. Whatever I post is going to be a reflection of how I think and how I view things. So if I do post it, it's definitely going to have going to um, have like an underlying story behind it. And in my comments, you know, I'll I'll add to that. So when when it comes to what I repost and what I say under the under repost, you know, that's like a combination of, of who I am as a basketball fan, as a Nick fan. So I, you know, I just hope you hope you guys enjoy that. Now I do post original content, you know I do the collage thing. Like I might find a picture and I might chop it up, and um, most of the things that I that I that I that I post would have some kind of humor to it. So like one one thing I, I could think of is um that Ennis Cantor picture where he's like talking into uh, Tim Hardaway's ear or whatever, and I chopped it up and I made it look like Venom, you know like Venom is talking into um, um Eddie Brock's ear. So I, th- I thought that was pretty funny, man. So um, you know that that type of thing. You know I, I've done a few of those. Another app that I use is called Mad Lips. You can you find that in your in your app store. It, it's just basically like a, like a um, an app that has like all these clips of different things, whatever. And then you can just it makes it easier for you to do voiceovers on it. So any, anybody can really go in there and do that. But I, I like it in particular because you know I like I like to be silly, man. A lot of those things are, are like really funny. And I use it to um, promote the podcast or whatever. So hope you guys enjoy that. Like um like the the first one that I did was a ramble one and everybody seemed to like the ramble one. I didn't really say much in that one, but the people tend to to really like that one. They they, they get they get a, they get a kick out of it. When I, when I first did it, I got a lot of responses from it. And um you know keeping up with Sylvester Stallone, I also did a, a Rocky Balboa one with um I'm trying to get people to subscribe. So that was that was pretty funny. You know now my my favorite um my favorite uh entry. Is uh is uh this one? Let me see if I can find it. I'm actually scrolling right now. Let's see if I can find this song. This one. Blah blah blah. Where are you? Where are you? I always get betrayed when you. Oh, here you go. Ah nah, I just glad to tell you like it is. No 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 no. That boy Frank Nilkana can't play. Oh, the boy just sucks. Can't shoot. Wasn't he like a defender or something? He ain't defending the goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite one right there. I actually do all the voices myself, so whenever whenever you hear me making a, a goofy voice, that it definitely is me. So let me let me see what else I can find here. Uh, oh yeah, this one this one's a good one. I actually um did um the the fairly odd parents. This is um their arch nemesis. 
Hello everyone out there in the internet, this is Eru, the host of the next podcast. I'm currently in my lab trying to figure out what I'm going to say in my next podcast. Wednesday too, you'll be thoroughly impressed with my knowledge in the basketball. And yeah, that's that's me doing um the fairly our parents. That that's like the that that's actually my voice, guys. It's no no shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I might have like a, a second career as far as uh, voiceovering is concerned. So keep an eye out for that. So yeah, I actually have a, a love affair, a little romance here going on with uh, Stephon Marbury. You know, I, I want to say romance. Like I, I made a joke and I was like, yo, if he if he ever like um, shared or commented on another thing that I post, then me and him are cousins. And um, he actually did it again. So me and Stephon Marbury are cousins right now. Anyway, that, that's all in fun. But um, he actually follows me, you know what I'm saying? And he, he's hit me up a couple times in, in the comments. Not not personally, he's hit me up in the comments. But like the, the one of the the fun things that that I, I got him to do, I got um I got him to actually say the podcast name over his um, live feed. He had like a Instagram live, and you know he just do, does his thing. Typical Stephon Marbury man. He, he's not swallowing um uh, Vaseline anymore, you know. But you know he, he just he, he's like he's like a like a like a free spirit. He's a happy dude. He's in a good place. So he like I, I guess he just wants to like like um share that with with his fans and stuff like that. So you know he, he's on there. He's just having a good time. So then, you know, he was talking about LeBron James or whatever. So he was giving respect to LeBron. And, um, like, somebody said, yo, nah, you're not the king. I mean, um, LeBron's not the king. You're the king. So he's like, nah, don't do that. Don't call me no king. You know, there's only one king. Don't do that. Don't disrespect the king, blah, blah, Then he's like, yo, the next person that, that calls me a king, I'm going to pin them to the um to the comments, whatever. So then he's, like, paused there. And he's, like, he got himself wet up in the camera. You know, and he's just, like, he's waiting for somebody to respond to it. So nobody was responding. So I said... Fucking let me let me respond. So I, I put in the um the king like the crown emoji. So like a few seconds later he, he sees it and he goes crazy. You know, he's like, Oh, you Mr. Diehard Nick's podcast person. You know, that that, that shit made me laugh. And so I'm just sitting there fucking laughing and he's just going ape shit. So that that, that was that was like like a like a like a that was kinda like like uh the highlight of this whole you know, thing that I've been doing here with this podcast. As far as um, Instagram. So I, th- I thought that was pretty funny, man. Yeah, I won't repost that. You know, you, you can just go on Instagram and you can, you, can, um, you can find it yourself. Scroll through the thing. Just enjoy everything that I post in it. You know, maybe you might find something I didn't mention. You know what I'm saying? Just follow me on um, Instagram. I have next podcast. One thing I will mention is I actually got Quinto Woods to send me a message. Now, I didn't do that personally. I didn't, I didn't personally ask him to do that. There's an app called Cameo. I use Cameo. And... Um, you know, Cameo, you can just basically just scroll through, you know, their library. And there's like a whole bunch of celebrities on there, all kinds of celebrities. And um, you can actually pay them to give you a message. So that's what I did. I'm not, I'm not going to like, um, you know, front like like I like like I messaged them personally, send me a personal message. I actually paid for that message. And um, I was very surprised at what, 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 um, what he came up with. Because, you know, I just, I just basically told him that I was a fan of his. And it's true. I, I, am, I am a fan of Quintel Woods. I, I wanted him to succeed. As, as a Nick, and I thought he should have, but I think it's very telling, um, based off what he said. So I, I, I'll play, I'll play uh, a portion of um, of his segment. Just bear with me here. What's up, Eru? I hope I said your name right, bro. But if not, forgive me. But yeah, man, we had some good. We had uh, we had a lot of talent in New York, man. But the thing was, nobody nobody bought into the uh, nobody bought into what Coach Brown was selling. You know what I mean? 
he was a teacher. Everybody had max contracts, so it was tough. But man, oh, that's that's excellent, excellent that he said that. Because if you remember that era, man, like that pause was everything. If you remember that era, you know, it definitely was a lot of max contracts, a lot of fucking assholes on the team. Yeah, Marbury, you know, just go down the list of the guys that we had on the team. A lot of max contracts, so nobody was listening. And Larry Brown was on his shit too. Larry Brown was a pure asshole when he was on on, on the Knicks, and um, he was just basically trying to get a check. In in the same light that that Phil Jackson was was trying to get a check. Phil Jackson was trying to implement his system. Larry Brown was trying to implement implement his his um his um little philosophies, and nobody's listening. So they started like, wait, fuck it. So that, that that was pretty funny, man. That pause, like I'm telling you, man, that pause is golden, man. I could have never, never, never asked for anything like that. I don't think anybody could have got that, but you know, I I actually picked that picked that up on on a whim. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I thought that was great, man. You know, Laquinta Woods, he seems like a really good dude, and um, I follow him now on on Instagram, and you know, like I said, you know, real real recognizes real. The guy guys is a good dude, and I, and I hope that he could continue to play basketball. I was I was um I was like surprised to see him in the Big Three. I, I actually totally forgot about him. So when I see he joined the Big Three, I'm like, yo, look at this shit. You know, he got like the gray showing or whatever. I, I'm actually older than him, you know, so which kind of bugs me out. It just this goes to show you how time flies. Because when he came, when he was on the Knicks, he was a young boy when he was on the Knicks. So, I mean, that's great, man. So, shout out to you, Quinto Woods, and um, th thanks a lot for giving me such a great message, man. I really appreciate it. Ah, man, I got to apologize again for the slight audio distortions in the last segment. I was able to correct it, but I also created another one. So, you know, just bear with me, man. Content is good, but I couldn't delete that segment. I had to let it rock. So, carry on. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Dionyx Podcast. Trying to keep it fresh every week. Like I said, two episodes a week. That's, that's the goal. Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm going to try to be more consistent within the new year. Dropping more episodes as, as I go along. Also too, I would like you guys to, to um, reciprocate and subscribe. It's nice to get to, to get the hits. I'm, I'm getting the hits and getting the interactions out on your internets out there. But subscribe so you don't have to search for the podcast. Or, hey, did you put out another podcast? Uh, subscribe, guys. Just uh, go to your favorite thing, and all you got to do is click subscribe. You don't have to give monetarily. You just go to whatever you like to listen to the podcast and just hit, hit subscribe. Or if you're on Anchor, just hit the star button. That way, whenever I come up with another uh, podcast, it'll just pop up on your screen, and you can just hit listen, or you just just will know that I got a, that I just dropped another podcast. And it just makes things a little easier. Now, if, if you guys wanted to do a little bit more, like actually pay monthly you know to help me improve the podcast or whatever you can go to anchor and anchor has has a tab where you can um actually give donate money like every month as little as like i don't know like a dollar it could be as much as I, I believe like i guess i guess whatever you whatever you feel like like like, like i said it's not really necessary but if you really like what I'm doing and you want to want to try to help out, that actually would help out a lot because I am trying to upgrade my my equipment, and that that would expedite things a lot. You know what I'm saying? But if you do that, that's great. If not, then all I really need you to do is subscribe more than anything, and just keep listening, man. And also, I like to shout out the um, social medias again. We got Facebook. Facebook is still Die Hard Next Blog. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get rid of the blog because that 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 blog word me kind of means something to me. And Facebook is my baby. I love everybody on there. And also, I got um, Instagram. That's just straight up Die Hard Knicks Podcast on Instagram. Then also on Twitter. I'm fairly new to Twitter. Twitter is Die Hard Knicks PC. Die Hard Knicks PC on Twitter. 
So hit me up on all those platforms, and you know I'll be glad to interact with you guys. I be, I basically comment, you know, reply to everybody that sends me anything, and you know if you share my stuff, I make sure to like it, and I really appreciate it, man, because I you know I, you know I, I like I like what I'm doing, and I want as many people to hear it as as I as I possibly can, you know. So anyway, thank thank you for supporting, thank you for listening, and you know I I you know I, I'm planning on to to try to get some more guests on here, and um some hopefully some interviews or whatever. And um, yeah, I already had Jaw for the lower on it. Like I said, he's he's gonna be on a future episode as well. So anyway, stay tuned. You know, today is Tuesday. Well, actually, what what the hell day is today? Today is well, actually, today is actually Wednesday. You know, New Year's was on on Tuesday, so today's Wednesday. So I, I'm a, I'm a little late on this podcast, but you know, like I, like I said, I'm gonna try to get you guys uh, fresh podcasts. You know, every week at least two, two. One, if, if I can't do it, but two, two, you know, Tuesdays and Fridays. Anyway, thanks for being with, with me with this little rant at the end. This is the, um, this is the E-Rule. This is the any star. This is the diehard. You know who I am by now, fans of the podcast, and you know what to do. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumb, salute. <laughs>